Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. Hey guys, it's Diego here with the Rat Race Suify podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Philip Vera from Flip Augusta on, on IG. I'm actually in a studio in Augusta, Georgia. We closed on a 34 unit yesterday. I am uh, one of the LPs in the syndication. And today, Philip is going to be sharing how he grew his portfolio from zero doors in 2019 to 135 units in the beginning of 2022. He's going to share on what he did to leverage his connections, how he grew his portfolio, how he went from investing in single family to multifamily to syndications. So listen to this podcast because it is action packed. All right. So today we have an awesome podcast because it's not like a regular podcast. I am actually going to be hosting this one and interviewing Philip. And we just happen to be in Augusta celebrating the closing of a 34 unit where I am one of the LPs and Philip is a GP. So we happen to be in a podcast studio and uh, I am really excited. So I have actually Philip in front of me today. And so Philip, how are you today? I'm doing well, man. Glad to have you in town, uh, Diego. I know you've made several trips to Augusta, but uh, excited to film the Rat Race to FI podcast here in Augusta, my hometown. Uh, glad to have you uh, here in town to celebrate the uh, big victory on the 34 unit. Yeah, and you definitely turned it into a real experience seeing <laughs> here, being in the studio with the Rat Race logo and everything. So thank you so much for, for that opportunity too. And I'm excited for what is going to go on later today because we're going to be touring the 34 units and all of that. Yep, that's right. No, absolutely. Glad to have you guys down. Uh, glad to be in the studio and uh, excited to show you guys what we just bought. Yeah. So cool. So, well, Philip, tell us a little bit about um, how you got started and tell us a little bit about you. A little bit about me. So uh, originally I went to the University of Georgia, graduated with an agriculture degree. No, most people don't know that. Uh, I've got a degree in uh, crop and soil science. So turf grass management. Oh man. I was in the golf industry for about 10 years. So seven of those 10 years I spent at Augusta National Golf Club. Uh, it's the best golf club in the world, uh, home of the Masters Golf Tournaments, one of the four majors. Uh, so I, I kind of jumped in and uh, enjoyed, loved that industry. Uh, I had always had a passion for real estate. Uh, I grew up kind of when HGTV was just getting started. House flipping shows were kind of the thing. And so I kind of grew up as all, all of that was really starting to starting to go off. Um I did a lot of construction when I worked in college, so I kind of knew uh, really that side of the business. Uh, loved the golf industry. Um, really, um, really had a passion for it, but it took a, a ton of time. It was a huge commitment. I was working, you know, 60, 80, 100 hour weeks, just depending on the season. Um, and when my wife and I wanted to kind of settle down and start a family, we 
I, I guess I decided um, I really wanted a change. And so I uh, originally got into commercial real estate uh, with a local firm. Uh, we leased or I leased uh, commercial real estate space, mostly in, enclosed malls in the southeast and kind of got a crash course in retail development. Um, I had an opportunity to get back in the golf industry and it was kind of an opportunity I couldn't pass up. So I did. Um, and then my wife and I, my wife got pregnant. We were going to have our first kid decided, all right, it's, it's really time to slow down. It's really time to, uh, kind of build a family and really set up for the next phase of my life. And so I got back into real estate, um, doing uh, single family, uh, investing, uh, and running a single family investment brokerage, um, and that's really where my uh, investment journey started. I bought my first house, I think, in 2015. Um, sold it a couple months later. We can talk about that later. But uh, bought it, realized I'd got in way over my head, sold it, made a profit, um, and then took uh, a couple of years off before I bought my next house. was probably in 2019. Um, and then really, uh, really started uh, collecting houses from there. Yeah. So you, so let's say you bought your your, your first investment property in 2015. Yep. You sold it, and then you didn't buy your next ones until 2019. Correct. Yeah. And just so that everybody knows, you bought the rentals in 2019, and now in 2022, beginning 2022, you are at 135 doors. That, yep, that's correct. Yep. Right. So your journey. From zero to 135 <laughs> has been of about three years. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty compressed. And, and really, it's, I would say, the last two years um, that I put a focus on it. Prior to then, I had about 10 uh, doors. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in January 2020, right before COVID hit, I really wanted to put a lot of focus on it, on my own personal investing. I had helped a lot of people through the company uh, invest in real estate. And I thought man, I really need to focus on my own investing and made it uh, one of my 2020 goals and put a lot of intention into it, uh, established some partnerships and and really have scaled from then. Yeah, cool. Well, we're definitely going to get into all of that story <laughs> on the partnerships. What like, what was the thing that got you to join Rat Race 2 in the beginning and, and all of that? But uh, we usually start the podcast too by asking, who were you in high school? Just so I, that the audience gets to know a little bit about you back in your teenage years. Who was I in high school? So, um, in high school, I um, I was an athlete. I played football, basketball, baseball, ran cross country, was very active. Um, I would say, uh, you know, I wasn't the most popular kid, but I was popular, uh, knew a lot of people, um, just kind of a, a happy-go-lucky, kind of knew everyone, Um could talk to anyone type type person. Um, I would I was I was an eagle. Uh, there you go. Felipe's <laughs> not here. Yeah, Felipe's uh, not no, here. No, I graduated fifth in my class, I think. So, uh, you know, I was I was book smart. I was kind of motivated. I think the uh, I, I love sports and I love team sports. Uh, my wife is actually my high school sweetheart. We we met each other sophomore year in high school. Started dating. Nice. Uh, dated all through high school, all through college, uh, and then got married shortly after. So. I would say I was, I was a, you know, um, I wasn't a jock. I wasn't, um, I, I was kind of really, I fit in, um, I fit in with, with anyone. I just, you know, enjoyed, enjoyed, uh, people, I guess. And, yeah. uh, and really just, 
meeting different people, hanging out with different people, you know, uh, different people, uh, whether it was playing football or playing baseball or, uh, you know, the whatever club we were in. Um, so, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, I guess. That's cool. So, like, sports and then into the books, book smart, all of that stuff. Yep. Similar like me, what was uh, what was your time in uh, cross country for uh, the 5K? I, I, I was slower. I was – I think my best time was – Probably seventeen, uh, mid seventeens on a on a three point one. Three mid seventeens, yeah. slower. <laughs> Shoot, okay. I, I was slower on my team. I guess we we had a we. I know we won region uh, a couple years. I ran in state, but but yeah, I was definitely at the back. That's of the cool. Back. That's cool. I was at uh, nineteen, but I started my junior year. Okay, I nice. was in. I couldn't break into. I knew that if I would have started freshman year, I could have gotten into the eighteens. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. Yep. It was fun, but you're also a tall dude. Yeah. I'm like five seven, yeah. but I was a lot skinnier cool. back then. Awesome, <laughs> so. awesome. Well, cool. So we got to know you a little bit about your your journey from college, a little bit in high school. Um, tell us a little bit about because we we were we met through Instagram. Yep. In 2020. Yep. And I remember that you sent me a message. A DM saying, "Hey Diego, I heard about Rat Race, yep. but I own about nine or twelve properties at the time." And you're like, "How is this mastermind gonna help me?" Right. And I know, and that that was our first time chatting. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about like what happened between zero to, like in from 2019 to 2020 when you sent me that message, just so that I can get to hear that that part of your story because I actually don't know it. Yep. So I. Uh, wanted to get back into real estate investing. I, I bought my first house. I sold it. Uh, part of the reason I sold it was I was moving to Denver. Um, didn't really, um, didn't really know too much about it. I was going to renovate the house. wasn't able to do that since I was moving. So uh, sold the house. Kind of took a little hiatus. Moved back to Augusta. Um, started working again and was just kind of kind of getting settled. And once I was settled. Uh, helped a friend flip a couple houses, really wanted to jump back in or, or really get started. I had only owned one house before. So really started digging in, networking, RIA groups, real estate groups, um, started buying uh, some rentals, seller finance, um, kind of got into got into real estate that way. Um, and, and about 40% of my portfolio is seller finance or, or creative financing. Bought... Um, uh, I'd say about 10 houses. I had a uh, partner that brought uh, brought a deal, and he said, hey, would you like to partner on these? I said, yep. Uh, and it was funny. He's uh, he's one of my good friends. He, uh, I said, hey, I want to get back into real estate investing. He was a realtor. He, was, he would send me all these houses, and I was like, no, no, no. And he finally said, if you don't buy a house, like, I know we're friends, but I'm, I'm done. I'm not sending you anything else anymore, like, and he sent me a, a great house, and he said, if you don't buy this house, I would buy it. I'm passing on the deal to give to you. If you don't buy it, I'm not sending you any anything else. And I was like, I'll, I'll buy it. So I bought the house, um, bought a couple more from a retiring landlord. He was able to do seller finance. And then uh, my friend, he, he brought me uh, a package and said, let's partner up on this. I said, let's do it. Sounds great. Uh, bought a couple more, and, and that's really when I dug in the rat race. And mm -hmm. it's funny. I said, I, I really need to get intentional. I think I can grow. I mean, 10 doors, 12 doors is a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's more than most people when I thought, you know, I, I got a good portfolio. If I can just get to 20, 25, like I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be comfortable. 
um, that, that was kind of the initial goal. And I said, man, I've been doing a lot of research. And I told my, I, he's one of my good friends and, and my wife. So I've been doing a lot of research, uh, really big into bigger pockets. Um, but Instagram, I'm seeing a lot of people popping up on Instagram with real estate knowledge. And the more I like them, you know, the algorithm is, is giving me more people to follow mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm reaching out, I'm connecting with all these people. And then, um, and then I reached out to you, talked to Felipe and I said, oh, there's this mastermind also. And I think I can meet some more, you know, real estate like-minded people, have some accountability. And they both thought I was crazy. They're like, that's, uh, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. Uh, you know, my wife was like, oh, you know, you're going to join a cult, like whatever. <laughs> um, and, uh, and now it's, it's totally different, right? They're like, all right, you, you know, you, I'm the visionary. They're like, you were right. You saw it, you know, you were, mm-hmm. you were kind of ahead of the time, uh, back then. And, and so it's, we joke about it now, but, um, yeah, that's, you know, it was really, I had a few doors. I wanted to focus on it. I wanted to grow. My goals weren't as big back then. Uh, and it was really just fi- trying to find some accountability and some guidance to, to help me get to the next level. Yeah. Now, with your first few deals, you mentioned that that you did it through owner financing. Mm-hmm. Can you break that down as to where you like was the realtor able to negotiate for you, or did you negotiate it directly to the owner? How how did that work out? Yeah, so I I negotiated directly to the to the seller. Um, had a relationship with them. Uh, I knew they were trying to sell their portfolio. Uh, they had done seller financing into the in the past to other folks, and and so I thought. Well, that's a good way to kind of get started, get in, uh, get in the mix, lower down payment. And so I really offered to buy s- about half, maybe a quarter to half of the package they were selling, um, trying to take, you know, some of the better properties out of that to, uh, to get going. And uh, we worked out a deal, kind of what they were looking for, what I was looking for, um, came to an agreement and, and was able to take down, I think, three or four properties um, in one of those seller, first seller finance deals. Would you be able to break that down as to like, how were you able to find something, right? That it's also something that works for them. Like what, what usually works best for the seller, but that also works for the investor. Yes. For the audience here. So that's what I love about seller finance is um, a lot of people. uh, So we would offer, um, we would make like a, a, a bank offer or an all cash offer conventional offer uh, conventional financing and we would also make a seller finance offer mm-hmm. and we would al- always offer more like I was always willing to pay a premium on seller financing just to kind of sweeten the pot for them and I knew we could always tweak it with the interest rate the amortization schedule uh, anything like that so it was all about like the negotiation and the deal and, and I, I still love that part but um, I'm a big win-win guy, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, what what can we do when we both walk away happy? It's it's mutually beneficial. And it's really just kind of getting to know the seller. A lot of people are just in it for the transaction. I'm in it. How can I help you? Like, how can I help myself by getting some properties? But how can I help you? Like, how do we, how do we work this out? I target retiring landlords because they've been in real estate for 30, 40 years. They've managed their rentals. They're tired of managing their rentals, they want to move on. And so it's an opportunity where they know if they sell all their properties, they're going to get hit with capital gains and taxes, that sort of thing. So for me, I know that they just want steady cash flow mm-hmm. and they don't want to manage the properties anymore. They're tired, they're, they're older, 
they don't want to handle maintenance. And so I can handle all of that. I'm younger. We have a property management company. And so what I, what I say is I can guarantee you that, that monthly cash flow, but I take on all the headaches, all the pains, all the, all the pain points, uh, because I'm managing the property. So you're just getting the mortgage. So they don't get hit with the capital gains. They still get their monthly cash flow and I get to get into some properties, uh, hopefully for a good deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you actually also get to negotiate what the down payment is going to be like. So the down payment, the the interest, yep. the duration of the loan, uh, if there is going to be a balloon payment, which is like maybe in two years, they they want all of the money, but yep. then you get to do a refinance or, or whatever. Yep, That's really cool. Yep. That definitely gets you into the opportunity of like helping at the situation that, that you are right now. Yep. And for some of it, um, for some of them, I haven't even refinanced yet. They've taken out, they've allowed me to go 15 years on amortization schedules. So I'm just, you know, paying them. They're mm-hmm. the bank now. So I don't even have to refinance, which is which is pretty nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So in, after you joined Rad Race, you yep. mentioned that you joined for accountability and also to meet other people. Yep. Can you tell me a little bit about how that accountability actually helped you grow? Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, I remember talking to you, Diego. You set me up on a call with Felipe. Uh, I get on a, on the phone with Felipe, and it, once again, it was it was very intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, if I'm going to commit to something, um, I, it's got to uh, it's got to get me to my goal. And so I was uh, I was interviewing you guys, basically, like how how is Rat Race going to help me? Uh, Felipe said, man, we're going to push you. We're going to challenge you. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to connect you with other people, like-minded people. We have, you know, just come into the calls. We're going to introduce you to, to guest speakers. You're going to have access to those guest speakers. Uh, and I said, you know what, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, uh, and, and it was kind of a, a little bit of a negative mindset, if you will, at the end of the day, what do I lose? A little bit of money, a little bit of time, but there's potential for a lot of gain, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of waited out and said, let's do it. That was in January 2020. And I don't think I missed a rat, rat race podcast until a call, a uh, rat race uh, call until it had to have been 2021. I mean, every yeah. Monday, every Wednesday, I said, if, if I'm going to commit to this, mm-hmm. then, then that's it. Like bottom line, no excuses. And every Monday, every Wednesday, I just made the time, put it in, in my calendar and was on every every uh, rat race call. And that was, I would take the time before the rat race call and the time after the rat race call and just commit to real estate. I'm going mm-hmm. to look for deals. I'm going to look at my portfolio. I'm going to analyze deals. I'm going to make offers. Like, And it was in that kind of evening time frame that after work, after my W-2, I was just focused on my own personal investing. And because of that, kind of, I'm reading the book Atomic Habits right now, but because of those, um, just, just that small commitment each day, each and every day, it has turned into some big things. Yeah, yeah. And what's what's crazy for us is to see the growth that that you've had by leveraging also the network. Oh, absolutely. And the like being accountable and just like you said, like taking the time and prioritizing, yeah. right? Because you also have a W two job, you have a family. There's so many different things that you can create like excuses on, like you don't have the time, but yeah. you actually committed and prioritize building your real estate portfolio. Yep. 
Um, so how did you begin to grow that after you joined Rad Race? Like what got you from like the 12 or 13 doors into, let's say the next 15? Yep. So I had some commitments already in place and that was, I knew, uh, I knew I had some other seller finance deals that I basically committed to. I was just trying to save up the capital. And so just by building relationships, I said, Hey, we want to sell to you. We have a relationship with you. So we're going to sell these properties to you. It's just when you're ready, you know, give us a call and we're ready to sell. So I kind of had those, uh, I had those properties pegged, earmarked. And, and so I knew my trajectory to get there, get in a rat race. Uh, you meet a lot of great people, the network, um, you start, we, we had the accountability calls, uh, the accountability groups. And so I had a fantastic group, Nadal and Shannon, um, Nadal was, uh, doing, you know, uh, syndications. He was flipping in Kansas city and, uh, Shannon had just done a big, uh, flip down in Florida. And so it was, it was exciting. It was like, okay, mm -hmm. these, you know, these guys get it. And we were, we were real consistent on our accountability calls of, you know, what's your next move? What are you doing? And so just from that, it was like, all right, I'm, I'm more focused. I had a lot of clarity at that point. I wasn't watching Netflix. I wasn't watching Hulu. Mm -hmm. Just wanted, it was work, family, or family work, real estate. Um, and so that, you know, I was saving money because I wasn't, wasn't going out. Um, you know, I, I didn't even care to go out to dinner. It was like, nah, let's, let's. Zillow, like yeah. I, that's my time. <laughs> um, and so I would say the accountability, which is what, what you and Felipe promised, you know, Felipe was sending me texts. What did you do today to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to improve, to take one step further in your real estate goals. And it, it was small things like that. That was like, Oh man, I, I better do something. Like I'm mm -hmm. not going to respond back to Felipe. Like, well, I haven't done anything yet. It was just like, this is what I signed up for. This is why I'm here. And so, uh, more progress. So that accountability, the network, I mean, that's hands down. I've been with you guys for a couple of years, the network in rat race, it's, it's family, right? Mm -hmm. Anything you need, you can find in rat race. And that's, I think so many people want to get in. You guys have done a great job curating this culture uh, of, of family and friends that if you need, if you need money, it's there. If you want to syndicate a deal, raise partners, it's there. If you, if you want to do uh, short-term rentals, Diana, if you want to do wholesaling, name it, right? Like mm -hmm. anything you could dream of in the real estate space is in rat race. And so it was kind of, for me, it was like Pandora's box where it's like, all right, I can do anything I want. What do I want to do? And I stayed focused on, I just want to build my long-term rental portfolio. I know that if, uh, if I just continue to grow it, it will, it will compound and yeah. I'll have some exponential growth. And so I just, I was solely focused on that. And what has been your evolution going from single family going into the multifamily space? Because I also know that um, that you were buying single family homes, like duplexes, quadplexes here, but now I want to get into the 16 unit. Yeah, so I think I took the general progression of, of every real estate investor. You buy a few houses, then you want to get into small multifamily, duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes. The cash flow is better. Uh, you get more doors. And, and everyone gets hung up on that door count. Um, and and it's really about the cash flow, right? The duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, uh, it really helps out with that cash flow. So I naturally progressed into that, uh, started flipping again, and 
at some point it was um it was stressful um it was exhausting and i say that i I had met some people that were doing small multifamily. we started making uh uh putting a focus on it in in my w-2 in the business and what i realized was okay this small multifamily is is obtainable like i can do this um i'm seeing the commercial loans i like the commercial loan product better than the single family loan i like how they're valuing properties on appraisals on the commercial side than you know traditional comp uh comping houses and so i thought this makes a lot of sense uh trying to get into a small 12 16 20 unit property um but i don't have enough money right and that's that's the limiting factor it's like i can't do that uh, i had met some um some investors that were kind of mentoring me in this small multifamily space. Basically they said, um, we'll teach you whatever, whatever is you want to know, we'll teach you just follow, you know, uh, when we, uh, purchase a property, um, just kind of follow along. And so, uh, Jason, who, uh, is a GP on the 34 unit, he was one of the first people that, uh, I was I was helping him actually in, in multifamily on the management and renovation side, which I knew. And so the trade-off was as I could help him with that, I was learning the acquisition side, the strategy side, um, all, all of the different aspects of it. His portfolio, multifamily portfolio, continued to grow. grow. Uh, and as it grew, I, I was along for kind of that journey, uh, along with some other investors that their portfolio was growing, whether it was 16 units, 28 units. Then we got into some 75 units, 83 units. Um, and Jason was able to uh, take down an 83 unit with some other investors that he was going to 1031 selling his 16 unit. So the opportunity kind of came up where he was like, if you want it, I'll sell it to you. It's like, well, let me, let me run the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ran the numbers. I don't have the money to take down that by myself. And that's where we started leveraging partnerships. Exactly. Uh, you know, if we all, uh, it doesn't have to just be me, but if I can have a piece of, of the 16 unit, uh, I'm in the deal. Uh, I can learn. I have the stability of um, 16 units versus, you know, one house or two houses. Uh, it's it's a better opportunity. So reached out to you guys. Hey, uh, I think we were actually at the retreat when yes. that came up. That's right. The, uh, the February retreat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a power of going to events to network with other people because the whole 16-unit conversation, it didn't happen on the phone. It didn't happen on Instagram. It happened in person. Yeah. Uh, Just because you started talking about the opportunity and we're like, that seems doable (laughs) for us to actually do it together. Right. Like, why why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, we're we're at the uh, Rat Race Retreat in, uh, I think we were in Pensacola. And it was, you know, we were hot seat type scenario. What, what problems do you have? And it was like, well, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to scale. And I've got this 16 unit and it's an opportunity that only, I'm the only one that knows about it. How do I take it down? And everyone's like, well, wh- what's it going to take? And we start running through and it's like, well, the five of us could, could take that down. Like, why don't we do it? And yeah. so we started kind of putting the puzzle pieces together and, after a long journey, we uh, we got that one closed. That's awesome. No, and that's that's one of the like being able to 
buy that property with you guys is what put me from 30 doors to 46 that I have now. So, nice. so that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. So, and then now you are getting into the, um, into the syndication route too. And yep. I feel like it's definitely a way of like how you've grown, mm -hmm. like your evolution as also as a real estate investor that leverages their connections there because I believe that all investors have an unfair advantage, right? Right, And it's up to you to choose it, whether yep. it is time, knowledge, connections, whatever, everybody has one. Yep. And I feel like yours is definitely the knowledge of the market here in Augusta and the surrounding areas, mm -hmm. but also the network yep. that you have with other investors yep. that can take on that opportunity. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you decided to not just go the hey, I'm going to get into the multifamily, but now I'm going to get into syndications. And can you explain what a syndication is too? Yeah, so a syndication is basically a, uh, it's essentially a partnership of investors that put their money into um, acquiring a, a property. It doesn't have to be in a property. Uh, it can be other assets, but um, a pool of investors that pull their money together to take down an asset. Uh, most real estate syndications are broken up between general partners and uh, limited partners. So general partners, are, they typically find the deal, uh, they, they manage the asset, they put everything together, uh, and then the LPs are typically investors in that deal, um, more passive, uh, more passive investors. So my trajectory, it, it, you know, it's one of those things, Diego, the um, continuing to build the network, right, continuing to grow. Uh, and as uh, I think so many people um, – get stuck on, I can't find a deal. Uh, there's nothing out there. And you, the deals, the deals are there. You just got to go find them. And after you've purchased enough de deals, the deals start to find you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's, um, it's making offers. It's showing that you're interested, talking to people, networking. This is what I do. This is what I'm looking for. And, uh, I think a lot of people are scared at first to do that. I started, I, I was too. That's why I, it's how Flip Augusta got started. Uh, I didn't want to share that on my personal Instagram. So I created Flip Augusta and thought, well, you know, if my friends, family don't, don't uh, see this, but like, I've, I got to get some, some knowledge out there. So, um, uh, you know, really with the number of flips I was doing properties, uh, investing, the opportunity kind of fell into my lap. Somebody reached out and said, Hey, I'd, I don't have enough money. I've got an off-market deal. I want to take it down. Um, what uh, you want? Do you want a partner? I said, well, I don't. I don't have uh, that much money either. But um, it's a great deal. The numbers were were phenomenal. Um, can we can we syndicate it? And uh, Tiago, who's in Rat Race, he and I were um, kind of sub GPs on another syndication deal that through networking through Rat Race we. Uh, we jumped in on that other syndication to learn how to how to syndicate properties because we thought if we can bring these opportunities to rat race or other investors, we can continue to grow our portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of uh, experience and knowledge from that syndication, and so when the when the property presented itself, I said, ah, "Let's do it. Let's try it. Like I think we can do it. I, I the numbers look great. I know the property management side. I know the renovation side. We know the strategy, the reposition. There's potential. We just got to figure out the legal side. Uh, yeah. So we we put it together. We said, hey, let's do it. And we reached out to uh, our network once again. 
got a handful of attorneys to kind of interview and talk to and accountants and, um, and we talked to a number of other syndicators. Uh, how do you do it? You know, this is going to be our first deal and really wrapped our heads around it and started calling, uh, some folks about the opportunity, seeing if, if they'd be interested in investing and, and yeah, we put it together. Yeah, that's cool. But what's really important is that trajectory of what, of how you got there because people see the, hey, you, you just, like, you're the GP on this 34 unit that, that we just closed, but they forget, like, all of the years and, like, the work, the connections, the talking to people, going to networking events, all of that, and even learning and sort of, like, mentoring on another syndication um, so that you could, num number one, learn the back end, right? Raise a little bit of money, bring it to your people, uh, but also seeing what that experience looks like. And that's one, that's one of the reasons too, why I invested in that syndication too, because like the deals are great, but I believe to it, the person, it's somebody that I want to invest with, with too, right? So that's why I invested a little bit on that syndication so that I can see what you're learning as well. And then knowing that, you were going to take what you learned from that one into this first one that it will be you as the main GP. I was like, let's do it. Right. Right. Because I believe that again, going back to your unfair advantage, like I want to leverage, right. The connections that I have leverage your knowledge, leverage your connections too, by being one of those investors. Yep. So that's awesome. And you build that trust with, right. with, with other people too. And that's why you have a lot of other investors within rat race. that want to buy here in, in Augusta because the numbers work, the cash flow is there and, uh, and the market is growing a lot. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think there are three things to that, uh, Diego, just kind of dissecting, uh, the, the question a little bit. Yeah. People don't see how much goes into all of this stuff, how we got to this point, right? Instagram is, uh, Hey, we close on the 34 unit. Everyone's excited. That's awesome. Um, that was, that was not anywhere on my radar even a few months ago, mm -hmm. right? Like that had, that was an opportunity and it's, it's that limiting belief, right? We're, we're, we are our own limiting belief. So several years ago, um, when I, 2019, I guess it was when I, when I was getting back into investing, told my wife, I'm going to buy 50 houses in the next five years. She's like, how are we going to do that? I don't know, but like I'm reading this book, like <laughs> everyone else, I'm reading this book and they say, you know, put a, put a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. I had, you know, got to 10 properties in the first year, 20 properties. Second year, I was like, I'm on track. I'm, I'm making progress. And, and I was running out of money at that point. She's like, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it. And that's where around the time I was getting into rat race, uh, partnerships, leveraging partnerships, other people's money. That's, that's the power of real estate, right? That's how mm -hmm. everyone gets to the point they get is, um, is through that. And, and I would challenge anyone to, uh, to, to challenge the people that you see, whether it's Instagram, your local RIA groups, wherever, is how did you get to the point where you are? Um, and, and I think to scale faster, it's leveraging, leveraging your network. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there was no way I was going to get to 50 houses in five years. I, I knew I didn't have enough money, but it was like, we'll figure it out. Don't limit yourself. Let's just throw a number on it and we'll figure it out later. That's where Rat Race came in. And, and I was, you know, I, I think with Tiago, one year, this, this past year, we did 50, uh, 50 in a year, right? So it's, it's crazy. Um, 
That's awesome. It's think bigger. I mean, we talked about that last night. That's one of my big, big mottos, but um, don't be your own limiting belief. The other parts of it too, 52 weeks a year, holidays, we probably miss a couple rat race calls, but I've got over 200 hours in rat race calls. I've got hours uh, dissecting um, deals, my W-2s real estate. So I have thousands of hours at this point mm-hmm. doing real estate. Not to say that, you know, you have to have all that to, to get to the point. I know people that jump right into multifamily, that syndicate multifamily, you know, day one. Um, I didn't have that. That wasn't my trajectory. But there, I, I've got ow- thousands of hours into real estate at this point to kind of get to this point. One of the things that you mentioned earlier that I really think it's important is when they brought you the deal and you didn't have the money, you didn't say, well, I cannot buy it. Right. Sorry, go to the next investor. Yeah. It's like you ask yourself, okay, I want it, I don't have the money, but how can I buy it? Yeah. What can I do? And that is something that's a skill that a lot of people can grow into getting, right? right? But they have to practice by just asking themselves the right questions. If you ask yourself the right questions, you're gonna, good quality questions, you get good quality answers, right? right? And uh, so, so yeah, I feel like by you not saying no, but asking how can we do it, you've actually been able to put yourself in a position where now you own all of these doors. And I think you're gonna, we're gonna continue to grow into many more syndications too. Yep. Yeah, and, and so I remember the third thing, backtracking, because it ties into this transparency. Yeah. A lot of rat race, um, you know, we've supported each other. It's It's been through transparency. When they say, how did you do it? This is how I did it. Here are the numbers. Yeah. You know, here's my spreadsheet. Um, there's there's no hiding anything. And I, that's what I love about the community. And now they go, okay, we trust him because he's we, we see it. Um, mm-hmm. This is what we've learned. Um, and we can grow together, right? I think that's the exciting thing. Uh, and, yeah. I would say an unfair advantage I have is is continuous improvement is something I learned at Augusta National. Um, we we just it was always how do we make it better, mm-hmm. um, and so my mindset has always been that. And I think when problems come up, I'm I'm try to figure out the solution. Yeah. Uh, it's not oh yeah that's too hard or I don't want to do that or I can't do that. It's how do we how do we figure it out? How do we make it better? Um, I don't want to hear how we can't do it. I want to hear how we can do it. And that mentality is yeah. is how we syndicate uh, a 34 unit uh, with no experience uh, having done syndications. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And one of the things, if you haven't, like, when we bought the 16 unit, right, right before we bought it or whatever, we made you and Tiago um, share it on a rat race call. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, just just to see so that Felipe and I can see the numbers like we went deep for an hour or an hour and a half on that deal. Yep. And we got everybody in Rat Race to watch it. Yep. You're going to pick up a trend here. Then when you said, hey, Diego, I want to get into syndications. I was like, great. Why don't you do a presentation (laughs) in Rat Race on syndications? Right. So it's sort of like us to like seeing like putting you in positions right. to what so so that you can share it with rat race but then we also see us like okay holy crap this guy knows what he's doing right and he's being able to speak for hours right. on this you build that trust and you're as transparent as possible yeah i mean it's it's diving in right it's um and and people learn different ways i just just a few weeks ago we were having lunch with somebody and 
uh, they were they were talking about how they wanted to get into syndications and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing one. And they're like, oh, did you read, you know, this syndication book or that syndication book? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't read any books, but I did leverage my entire network. I was reaching out to this syndicator and that syndicator. And I think that's um, just kind of a philosophy on life. A lot of people, you know, school, college, or book smart, that sort of thing. I had that, but I also did a lot of internships, and I mm-hmm. learned that the experience and the network that I had through internships was was far more valuable than kind of the, the textbook reading I had done in school. And so I've always kind of gravitated to that side where it's like mm-hmm. I could read a book. It's going to be pretty basic, but let me find out the real-life situation of with other syndicators of how this works. What are the real pain points? What are the things I need to be looking out for and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, that is great because you actually get to hear from firsthand experience rather than what actually people want to read in a book, right? Because sometimes they might not share everything. They share the good stuff, maybe a little bit of the bad stuff. But when you're talking to somebody, they give you the real stuff, right? Right, And that is something that is not usually found, found in books. Yep. So what is next for for you? What, uh, we, we just went through the conference too with Rad Race on goal setting. You had great conversations there. Uh, what does 2022 look like? Uh, 2022, so, so two things. We talked bigger. Uh, the Rat Race conference was amazing. Goal setting conference in December. I went to that conference with a vision. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to raise a little bit of money so we could do a couple more deals and I got there, uh, and I actually uh, was sitting at the bar before the conference. I'd gotten there early. I uh, was having a drink before we before the conference kicked off with one of your business partners. Mm-hmm. And I just the conversation was at a, a at an entire another level. Uh, just you know, uh, haven't talked to him before, but uh, but meeting him in person for the first time. And I thought, man, this is, this is a great conversation. And then we get into the conference and the conversations are just at a whole nother level. And I left thinking, okay, I came in with a vision. I was supposed to set my goals. Yeah. Crumple it up, throw it away. I've got to think bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of left the conference with three things, think bigger, build better and network smarter, network harder. We changed it to network smarter last Last, night. Yeah. Um, and, and what I'm getting with that is, all right, think bigger. I wanted to do 50 houses in five years, knocked it out in a couple. I didn't think I was going to get into multifamily, uh, syndicating uh, this quickly. We're here. So really at this point, there's not anything we can't take down, right? We're looking at development deals. We're looking at, at uh, buying outside of Augusta, going national, opening up to different markets. So I don't, if I set a goal, I feel like I'm limiting myself. We can mm-hmm. take down whatever at this point, whatever we, whatever's an opportunity. I think we can figure it out. The think bigger is um, how am I going to challenge myself in ways that I've never been challenged before, and how can I challenge others in ways that they've never been challenged before? The build better is I need to create the systems, the processes, the procedures in my business so that I can focus on more of the vision and the think bigger aspect. Um, so that way the business is kind of taking care of itself. And then the network's smarter. How am I going to do all of those things is I'm just going to network, network, network. And those people are going to help me build better and think bigger, right? They're going to challenge me, but they're also going to, um, uh, 
build out systems, processes. How are you doing this? How I should be doing this? We sat down last night and, uh, you know, we cheers, congratulate each other on the 34 unit. And the first question you ask me is, uh, what's the bottleneck in your business? Right. Yeah. And that's the network smarter. Like that's all right. Now I'm getting challenged on, on the, on the build better and the think bigger aspects. So, um, that has led me with a lot of clarity leaving there, uh, in some, in some funds and the fund aspect. And so 2022 for me, I think is collaborating with a lot of different people that I met at the conference and some other folks that I know and seeing how we can find opportunities for different types and styles of investors, collaborate and bring those opportunities to them. So we can, we can create some funds that may be short-term rental funds. That may be new development deals, multifamily, uh, single family home packages, flips, you name it. But my unfair advantage is, is networking, it's collaboration, it's being able to have that big vision and then pull all the pieces in together to be able to create that. So with the help of you guys, uh, that's that's kind of what's on the horizon for, for 2022. That's exciting. 2022 is going to be an amazing year and I'm excited to see uh, how you're going to grow and um, I'm ready to invest with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Philip, so what is one of the best ways for people to reach out to you? Yes. So, uh, Flip Augusta is my uh, Instagram handle. Um, my email, philip at flipaugusta.com, if you want to reach out to me. Um, and yeah, I've got my personal Instagram at philvera. Um, if I know you, I'll let you in. If I don't know you, let's, <laughs> let's network. Let's network smarter. Let's get to know each other a little bit better. Um, and, and happy to have you along for the journey. Awesome. Well, Philip, thank you very much for this opportunity. We're definitely going to do a part two so that we can have Felipe be on the podcast as well. And so, yeah, thank you very much for your time. And right now we're about to end this podcast and go see the 34 unit. Let's do it. No, I'm excited. I appreciate you having me on, uh, Diego, excited to do a part two with Felipe and, uh, yeah, let's go check it out. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. The Rap Race to Buy podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.